Tate Publishing and Enterprises, along with Tate Out Loud Audiobooks, presents Vampire Snacks, written and narrated by Larry Derryberry. Preface. This is how it might have been in the world of vampires. Vampires have been a part of folklore for as long as history has been recorded. Early writings tell us that small, non-human creatures hung in caves during daylight hours and at night soared across the countryside on velvety wings searching for warm-blooded animals to replenish the life force that was necessary to sustain their energy. Over time, after centuries of feasting on the blood of small animals, the small bats evolved to the size of cats. By 1500 B.C., vampires grew to the size of wolves and began a transition to hideous animals that walked upright. The vampires retained their fangs, their wings, and an insatiable appetite for blood. By 500 B.C., vampires altered their established diet of blood, that is, blood from sheep, cows, and swine. In that century, for the first time, vampires stalked humans to extract their warm, rich blood. They continued to grow in size. Wings began to change into appendages that had the appearance of arms and claws. Gradually, vampires developed fingers with long nails. By the 10th century, the creatures had taken the form of Homo sapiens, human beings. The lower extremities of the creatures did not make the complete transformation from paw to foot. Vampires had only two toes, long, hairy, and clawed. Vampires, male and female, were distinctive in appearance. Thick, dark nails were strong enough to rip muscles from the bones of their victims. Two long canine teeth were perfect for thrusting into the carotid arteries of the necks of the vampire's targets. Life-giving blood was easily sucked from two small neck punctures. The blood of a single victim, approximately 5.1 liters, was enough for a week's supply of life force. A human body could be totally drained of blood in 30 seconds. By the 21st century, vampires had developed into blood-sucking monsters of death. Are vampires the product of man's imagination, passed on as folklore, or do they really exist? (laughs) We'll see. Hello, Halloween. The lights over the surgical table were so bright that the patients couldn't see a thing. The young boy simply knew that he was about to become the surgical patient of a crazed scientist. The giant of a man wearing a white medical smock was placing a gas mask over the patient's mouth and nose. The funny-smelling gas was seeping into the patient's lungs. In the doctor's right hand was a shiny scalpel, which was raised like a dagger. The boy on the operating table was squirming and screaming. Even though the surgeon was wearing a mask, 
the boy could see the outline of very long teeth. The madman laughed uncontrollably. The operation was ready to commence. Turn off the horror movie, Mikey, Mrs. Woodall said. You've got a big day planned. Bobby will be here before noon. Well, Mikey was excited. It was October 31st. His friend, Bobby Clayton, from Silver Valley, Colorado, was on his way to Norman, Oklahoma. Mikey had invited Bobby to stay with him over the Halloween holiday while Bobby's family went to Dallas, Texas for a business meeting. Of course, he would stay at the Woodalls. The two friends would have a blast in Oklahoma. For months, Bobby and Mikey had been looking forward to going trick-or-treating on Halloween night. Ever since they had parted after...